Maniacs. Hey, Maniacs. Somewhere out there, I know at least one of our listeners is saying, hey, Maniacs, right back. I know. That's the best. Because they told us that they do. And that's awesome. If you say it out loud, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because if you do and you're wearing headphones, the people around you will go, "Um, who are you calling a maniac? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. A a large number of people listen to us in bed. So I don't understand that. I know. I don't think of us as being like, you know, falling to sleep podcast, but... Hey, you know, whatever floats your boat. We fall asleep to Poirot all the time. Yes. 32 times. No. (laughs) If we find that calming, who knows? So this is the promised mini episode during our break. Sorry, it's a little bit delayed, but, um, you know, things are crazy everywhere. So we took the best two weeks off we could have. We pinpointed it and we took it off. I have no idea how we could have done regular episodes in these two weeks. Yeah, and these were not these were not uh, two weeks of uh, sleeping in and you know going to the beach. This was two weeks of we have to do everything else in the universe. <laughs> We've got kids all over our house on Zoom calls, attending their courses at the university, and we're prepping classes and oh, I don't know, building desks and everything else. <laughs> it's insane. It's crazy town here. <laughs> But we always have time. And Maniac Central. Maybe we should put that on the front of the house. Yeah. Yeah, because in the UK, people name their little cottages, Beehive Cottage and all that. We could be Maniac Central. Well, we we had uh, the name Monster Tree Cottage yes. for a while. Yes. But I think Maniac Central probably reflects us better. <laughs> I think so. But as promised... Yes. We are here with a mini episode because you did your part and gave us a whole bunch of awesome messages about what you like about Midsummer and what you like about the podcast and basically just proved to us that we are not the only maniacs. Yeah. There are plenty of you out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. You guys are as crazy as we are. Oh, yeah. I learned a few things from all the messages that well, we got. Tell us the lessons you've learned. Okay. And, and we're going to share a bunch of these, but if I have a few takeaways, one is that. Lots of you think we can't pronounce words, <laughs> which is fine because there was the whole fet fate thing, and I understand that. And hey, any help we can get, we'll take it, right? On oh, Zedcar, I, I still feel upset about Zedcar that I didn't call it Zedcar properly. Your Canadian citizenship should be revoked. No, 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 no. Because you called it Zcar, like me, the American. Yes. You should have called it Zed. Yes. Somewhere there's a maple leaf rolling over in its grave. Well, that has more to do with my hockey team than that. Well, there is that too. Yes. So I learned that uh, you guys think we need some pronunciation help and you're willing to offer it. And that's great. And thank you. We're all in it together. I don't mind being corrected. Uh, I learned that we have listeners everywhere. Everywhere. Especially in Australia and New Zealand, which I, I would not have guessed. That that would have been a maniac hotspot, but it is. So far away, but that's awesome. Hey, they're the furthest away that they could be, I think, from us. Uh, it's pretty darn close. It has on to be. Opposite. If we dug a really deep hole, we might get there. Yeah. Maybe. Which is wonderful. They're everywhere. Yep. And uh, yeah. And then my last takeaway is that uh, you guys are maniacs too. We yeah. have that in common. And that, you know, the biggest thing that we get out of this is the same thing you get out of this, which is I'm not the only one. 
For years, we've been making in-jokes at our house about Midsummer Murders. Our children don't get it. That only the two of us ever understood. And now we've got a worldwide posse of people who understand these jokes. Yes. If I say suckle fox, there are people (laughs) out there who know what I'm talking about. There are many uh, requests for merchandise also. Yeah, some fun stuff. And and maybe we'll do that in the future. Maybe. If we're going to do merchandise. Not to make money, but to maybe raise some money or something. If we're going to do merchandise, I want to raise money for something. Yeah, for a charity. Is there um, a Widows and Orphans of Midsummer Murders charity out there or something? I don't know. I might look into what John Nettles supports and things like that. Because uh, that's, you know. We're not doing this to make money. No, no. It would be cool to have a Soccer Fox t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Brian's sweaty socks or what was it? Uh, Brian Clapper's sweat soup. That's right. <laughs> wow. And the, the two of us, I'm the graphic designer, so I get to draw that, right? Yeah. The sweat soup. Or maybe the maniacs are good at it, too. They could submit some some designs. It just has to stuff. be his sort of balding head over the side of the tub. And his feet at the other end of the tub and just a little voice balloon that says, scum, scumbag, scum. (laughs) I like that idea. (laughs) You'd wear it and you'd be so happy about it and nobody would understand. (laughs) If we do, if we make those shirts, I am going to send one to that actor. Yes. Bin man, bin man. Yeah, that would be another one. So, all right. So we have combination of things, right? We have some voice messages, which were awesome. We also have some emails, some Instagram messages, some yep. Facebook messages. Yep, all the social medias. And we're gonna share a selection of our favorites. Excellent. So we're gonna start with Hong Kong. Yes, Neil from Hong Kong. First of all, Neil, I gotta tell you, be safe. Yes. Hong Kong's a scary place right now. Be safe, my man. Yep. So uh, Neil tells us that he um, has been living in Hong Kong for 22 years, but was in the UK prior to that. So apparently watching Midsummer makes him feel a little bit homesick because, you know, what could make you feel more homesick than when you see a businessman's head rolling down the hallway after being lopped off by Richard Breyers? (laughs) I love that. Oh, the sweet sound of the head rolling. Yep. Thump, thump, thump. Uh, he listens on Monday nights because that's when the podcast comes out mm-hmm. for him. On the roof. On the roof. Looking at the stars. Yeah. I hope he cackles. I do too. I hope he sits on the roof, has a little drink, maybe a cup of tea or something, and just laughs his head off and makes his neighbors think he's weird. Absolutely. Right on, Neil. Thank you, Neil. Stay safe. Yes. Jackie writes on Facebook that she likes Midsummer because even the baddies aren't super evil and scary. They're just inept. <laughs> and yep. they do always get caught. Yes. Except for that one episode with the twins where we think the wrong guy got caught. But, but they always got make a caught. mistake. Somebody got yes, caught. Yes. They always make a mistake. And you and as she notes that when you're watching Midsummer, you always know that by the end of the episode, the good guys are gonna win. Which again it's one of the things that I've always loved about Midsummer. There are so many other cop dramas out there and murder mysteries out there. And and it's it's great to watch something kind of ambiguous and edgy. But sometimes you just kind of want a hug from a show. And Midsummer always feels like kind of a hug. Yeah, but it's not so saccharine like Murder, no, She Wrote. No, I mean, there might be a, a bloody knife in the hand that's hugging you, but it's not going to stab you too much. No, it's not too stabby stabby. <laughs> in the end, it'll be okay. Also... 
Representing the Netherlands, we have Ilse. Hello, I'm Ilse from the Netherlands, and my two favorite Midsummer episodes are Hidden Depths and Straw Woman. Hidden Depths because it's not only the first episode of Midsummer I ever watched, but it also has some very interesting and creative ways to murder people. I really like the Straw Woman because uh, Liz Francis is my favorite character that only appears in one Midsummer. I really like uh, this podcast because it feels like I've kind of finally got some friends to talk talk to about Midsummer. Because no one in my life is really such a maniac as I am. Thank you. Everybody loves Hidden Depths. Everybody How loves How can you not like a trebuchet flinging wine? That is a fantastic episode. <laughs> and the drowning in the TV and everything. And we are honored to be maniacs with you. Absolutely. You have found your people. There are thousands of us. We are maniacs. We are together. Then we've got Tracy. Here's a, here's a, a pronunciation challenge. Tracy is from the UK in Wormingall. But no, in the UK, it could be like Wormingall. Or Cheshire. Yeah. <laughs> it's spelled Wormingall, but pronounced London. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, two favorite bits from Tracy's message. One, she got married in one of the churches that was featured in the filming of Midsummer, which is awesome. I want to know, Tracy, though, did you know that? Like, did you get married in the church before it was in the Midsummer? Or did you choose that church because it was in Midsummer? Ooh, and did you play Midsummer music as you walked down the aisle? <laughs> <laughs> that would be ominous, yeah. right? Instead of dun, 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 dun. I mean, yeah, it would work if we ever renew our vows. That would be an idea. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the other we'd thing we'd have I, to see people. Yes, I know. <laughs> we'd have to be like in a room with the people. Um, the other thing I love about Tracy's message is that she had just listened to episode fifty when she wrote this message to us, and that was the one where we talked about some UK children's entertainers, especially yes. one that offered axe-throwing parties for little kids. And we laughed at it. But Tracy says that her eight-year-old daughter went to one of these parties and loved it, and all the kids thought the axe-throwing was the best bit. And apparently Tracy's daughter was good at it, too, which she says it's not scary in the slightest, uh, and that maybe uh, a kid's axe-throwing party should be a plot for a future episode of Midsummer. which Mini- I agree. Miniature murders comes pretty close. Yeah, and we do have killer kids. Yeah, we do. So why not killer kid axe murderers? I, it could happen. It could happen. In Midsummer, it could happen. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Next up, we have Karen from Canberra, Australia. Who points out another interesting thing about Midsummer? You can say that it's a, an old granny show, that it's something that old people watch. You know, they waddle in on their walker and sit down with a cup of tea and watch Midsummer. But they slip them things in yes, right they from the do. beginning. She's got a good one that she points out. Yep. Hi, Maniacs. Karen from Canberra, Australia here. I love your podcast so much. In these crazy times, you really cheer me up. Favorite character? Dennis Rainbird. What he says to Barnaby about Troy. Oh, my. On first listening all those years back, did he really say that? I think it still goes over some people's heads even these days. Hope you enjoy your break. Can't wait for your next episodes. We also have an email from Dorothy, who is uh, quick to point out our uh, mispronunciations. 
Yep. But she's right about every one of them. Oh, absolutely. Including Derek Jacoby. Yes. And Bernardo. I appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. And I also appreciate that Dorothy cared enough to write it out phonetically for us. Yes. So that we would be sure to be able to pronounce it. And she, uh, she's one of our listeners. She's a maniac who listens in bed when she can't sleep. Yep. I don't know if we would help or hinder. I don't know. <laughs> go to sleep, Dorothy. Go, go to sleep. 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 No. 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 Uh, it won't work. Um, and uh, she recommends that if, if you're looking for something crazy to watch, speaking of Derek Jacoby, that the children's program that he made a long time ago called In the Night Garden is totally bonkers. I have yet to see this. Us maniacs love bonkers stuff. Love so I'm bonkers. definitely going to check that one yeah, out. We need to and check I like Derek Jacoby. I love Derek Jacoby. So. Thanks, Dorothy. Yes. Julie is from New Mexico. She has been watching for years, including on PBS. Yeah, that's a, where I started watching Midsummer too. She says the actors look like regular people, which we've heard a couple of times from American people, especially. This is something I think that's true of British television in general. I think British television features more actors that are not cookie cut Hollywood glamorous people. And, and I like that. An absolute great example of this right now is a British show called Wild Bill. Mm-hmm. Just came out on BritBox. It's got Rob two, Lowe in it. It's got two episodes. Rob Lowe stands out in that show as I'm a beautiful person. Yes. Because Rob Lowe is. Yes. For our entire life, Rob Lowe has been a beautiful person and still is a beautiful person. Yes. But there are a lot of other people in that show that are not beautiful people. They look like ordinary people. They're not beautiful people in the traditional American television sense. I think they're beautiful people. Everybody's beautiful. But in America, to get on TV, you have to be above average looking to play the ugly guy. Which is why, especially with that show, you like... He sticks out. He radiates. Yeah. (laughs) He looks unnaturally good looking. Yes. Over and over again, there are these character actors that are in Midsummer repeatedly playing these quirky characters, and they look like regular people. They've got a little love handle going on. They got a little double chin going on. Their hair's not perfect. Maybe yep. they've got, you know, some freckles. Yeah. It's awesome. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And again, one of the things I love about British entertainment is that everybody gets to play. Speaking of American actors. <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram, like Robert Downey Jr. That's the username. That's the username. Mm -hmm. Also loves us and loves the bonkers episodes of Midsummer Murders the best. And even appreciates our rabbit holes, which I often get uptight about because I think, wow, we really went off base with that. We just kept going with that idea and we should have stuck closer to the episode. Now, but, a little, but you leave some of those in in the edits, and I'm always glad that you do, and I'm, I'm glad that other people appreciate it. Yeah, so a little inside baseball. We record the episode, and then I edit it, and I remove mostly my meanderings or where I forget my place or where I'm going so or uh or um. <laughs> oh, because my audio is always perfect. Is it's that it? It's pretty close. I don't think You're so. much better. Your audio is much better than mine. And uh, yes, we have all of that saved. Of course. <laughs> we don't, we, we only put the best blooper at the end of the episode, not just the only blooper. 
There are many. Never mind when the dog barks or the children interrupt us or No, the dog sound that we have to edit out is her snoring. Yes. We have a 70-pound British bulldog named Fanny who can snore loud enough to vibrate the floorboards. Yeah, she's not allowed in the room when we're recording. But she's not beyond laying right outside the door and snoring. Yes. (laughs) With her nose basically under the door. So every once in a while. But she loves Midsummer Murders, too. (laughs) She does love Speaking of dog sounds. Kathy from Central Florida sent us some audio. And and her dog backs her up the whole way. Absolutely. I think this dog is like, oh, yeah. Yeah, tell him this. Tell him, tell him you like the characters. Kill, kill. <laughs> yes. So here's Kathy's audio. I enjoy watching Midsummer. I've always enjoyed whodunits. The storylines are great. The recurring characters are charming, and I just enjoy coming back to visit them. The crimes they committed are pretty heinous, but the characters are so quirky, you're like, eh, okay, it's terrible, but it was still fun to watch. Next, we have some audio from Rebecca and her boyfriend, Sorta. Becky from Becky. Norwich. Norwich. Yes. You know, the place where the toilets look like a shed from Midsummer. Remember that? Yes. Yes. Which she, which she thought was cool that we mentioned where <laughs> she was from, but now we're sitting here talking about her. <laughs> Becky's got some awesome insights about Troy's first aid skills. Yes. Liquor in Midsummer, and The Great Escape. Let's listen. Hey, Midsummer Maniacs. My name's Becky. I'm in Norwich in the UK, famous for the Eastern Daily Press, where the person commented, the new toilets were going to look like a shed from Midsummer Murders, I believe. Um, I enjoyed that shout out very much. I was in the garden when I heard it. It was like uh, my literal name being read out in the podcast as if I was noticed around the world. Uh, my favourite thing about Midsummer Murders is when they centre around a very specific thing, like photography or uh, the use of a community centre or something like that. Um, my most favourite thing that's happened is anything to do with class wars, but also the two times Troy has taken a pulse. The second time he was there and the person was shot point blank with a shotgun and he went down puts his little fingers on their neck turns around to barnaby and he's like this one's a goner and it's like really troy that one's a goner is it um i'm here with my boyfriend what was the other thing um oh uh i would like to know have you noticed an episode where someone doesn't drink whiskey or brandy it's a brown substance i assume it's one of the two um i can't think of any and uh, what was your thing, honey? You wish to explain the greatest game. Ah, yes. Uh, so I've just listened to your, not most recent episode. Um, gosh, I've just listened to one of your episodes and you talked about Scott's last episode, knowing about the great escape and how it wasn't in character. So in the UK, we are Stockholm syndromed into liking the great escape because at Christmas, it's probably, I mean, from my childhood, it felt like it was on every single day. It wasn't. Um, I don't think I've ever seen The Great Escape, but when I was a kid, I remember on Channel 2 or Channel 1, The Great Escape would be on and you'd be like, oh, this is on again. It's a tradition for people of a certain age. It's a tradition for people of a certain age, which would have made Scott prime, because Scott's older than me, I'm 32, and he was probably 
his mid-30s when he was on it, so 2005 time. So it would have been prime. As a working-class kid from the streets, he probably had one TV, which would have had Channel 1 and Channel 2 on, and would have been forced to watch The Great Escape. So when he made a Steve McQueen reference, I'm sure if you said, Hey, Scott, name an episode, name another film by Steve McQueen or with Steve McQueen, he'd just stare at you blankly and then say that he was from the streets and he might ship us. Anyway, um, I'm going to return now. I'm watching um, the golfing one. The I can't. Golf one. Yep, it's called... Something About Golf. Something About Golf. Um, I love listening to you two. It's fantastic. Uh, you're one of my two favourite podcast couples. Uh, you're brilliant. You bring light to my day. Uh, my boyfriend is laughing, oh, but, but you know it's true. I suggested it, but it's fine. Yeah, Luke suggested it, and he's very proud. Anyway, I'm going to go now. Um, goodbye, maniacs. Becky, thank you for that message, but I have a question for you. We're one of your two favorite podcasting couples. Who's, who's the other? Who's the other podcasting couple? <laughs> I need to know. She's also a fan in the Misfits and shouts, save me, Barry. <laughs> Often. If you've ever watched the show, you understand yeah, what that means. if you means. watched Misfits, you'll understand. Save me, Barry. Save me, Barry. And uh, I think uh, it's lovely that her and her boyfriend listen to us. Thanks, Becky. Thanks, Becky. And we got Barrett from Norway. I hope I'm saying that right, Barrett. Yes. Which, again, is one that I, I did not expect to have listeners in Norway. I'm so ecstatic that we do. Yes, absolutely. Um, and Barrett notes that what's so great about Midsummer is not only the setting, right? The villages, the landscape, all that good stuff. But also that the characters are sometimes kind of over the top and that the humor is super dry. And I, that's one of my... Favorite things about Midsummer too. And I think that's why I like British humor better than American humor is that it's this dry humor. It's never too super serious. No, it never takes itself too seriously. No. Even when somebody's being like stabbed over and over again, it doesn't take itself too seriously. No, we haven't been to Norway. No, we've been to Finland. We, we like Finland. We've yeah. been to Finland twice now. Well, I've been to Finland but, twice. But not Norway. Not I've, Norway. Maybe that will be on our world tour. Yeah. Speaking of dry humor, Kirsty. From Oregon, Eugene, Oregon. Eugene, Oregon. Left us a great message that addresses the um, humor in Midsummer in an awesome way. Subverting the form. So here's Kirsty. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Mark. Uh, my name is Kirsty. I am from Eugene, Oregon. Okay, wait, wait a minute. That's not what an Oregon accent sounds like. No, I don't think Kirsty's local. Well, at least she's not originally from Oregon. Okay. So let's start again. Let's try again. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hi, Mark. Um, my name is Kirsty. I am from Eugene, Oregon. And what I love about Midsummer Murders is its playfulness. Um, there's a lot of humor in the show. And I find a lot of detective shows that I watch to be very dry and very humorless and very serious. And Midsummer has... A lot of layers of sardonism and sarcasm just built into it that is just wonderful. Um, I think half the fun of the show is that it actually spends a great deal of time subverting the form of the detective show genre. Um, and in many ways, as a result, the show actually ends up having the last laugh on um, us, the viewer. You you just can't take the show too seriously. Um, you know, there's one episode where somebody is squished by a giant wheel of cheese. Um, there's another episode where 
if I remember correctly, someone has tumbled her head to death, you know? <laughs> it's just, it's it's a very light-hearted detective show. Um, the murders are whimsical, unique, and inventive, and clearly the writers are having a lot of fun writing these storylines um, and injecting a lot of playfulness into the story. Uh, the stories. Um, I know the show has a lot of detractors uh, who say it isn't realistic or it's only for old people, but um, I I think the show is great. Um, I also really love how Barnaby, well, both Barnabys, um, also kind of subvert the form of the detective show. Um, you know, historically, most detectives in TV shows are really tortured and really angry, and they have this this dark past and they're addicted to drugs or they're addicted to alcohol and you know it's really rare just to find a detective show where the um main protagonist is happily married and um has a family and goes to work and comes home and just has a kind of ordinary life um again kind of subverting the form so um thank you so much for all you do i adore the podcast uh i can't wait for it to come out every week i listen to it on my um walks around town on my bike rides around town and thanks again wow kirsty's analysis of midsummer is so literary and smart <laughs> subverting yeah. the farm and getting the last laugh on us she's and, and, way more intelligent than we are and she's totally right she's totally right it plays on all of those tropes and, absolutely and again i think yet another reason why i love it because i love detective shows in general and midsummer is different from all of those other ones yes. for all the reasons that kirstie just mentioned so that's just a selection <laughs> of uh what we got uh some of our favorites. So thank you all. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. It just made the last two weeks even more bearable from the craziness. And uh, we absolutely are overwhelmed. And I want to thank you so much. We are a podcast that started as an idea I got on a wild, crazy day. And now we have people listening all over the world. We found our people. We found our people. We had to make a podcast to find them, but we found them and they found each other and it's great. Yes. All right. So on the 17th of August, Monday. Yes. We will be covering last year's model, which is mm. one of my top 10 wasn't episodes. It, wasn't it your top My number one, one episode. Number one episode. It's my favorite for all kinds of reasons. I, I, you know, I've I've watched it once already. Uh, well, you've watched it more well, than yes, once. Yeah. But I rewatched it once already last week, and uh, it's just such a great episode. It is, and we'll talk all about it. Yes, in episode fifty-one. So watch uh, next year's model. Last year's last model. Last year, watch. So watch last year's model, and be ready for a new episode of midsummer maniacs on august 17th at 9 a.m we'll see you then see you then bye maniacs bye maniacs